Today's episode of Daily DVR is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, CuffLinks.com. Head over to CuffLinks.com right now. Use code DVR20 and save 20% off your order. Now listen, the Delta's out there, COVID's still around, we know that. But people are going outside, you can be safe. And if you're going to be outside and you're going to be safe, you know what you're going to be doing? Looking good because you went to CuffLinks.com. Whether you're getting married, going to a wedding, you want some nice fall accessories, okay? And when I say accessories, I don't just mean, oh, that's a nice little thing there. How about some Star Wars? How about some Marvel, some DC, some Game of Thrones? Cufflink has all the greatest high-end accessories that you could want if you want to look good. And they have the fun stuff too. All the stuff that I mentioned all the geeky stuff that we love. So head over to cufflinks.com, use code DVR20, save 20% off today. Thank you, Cufflinks. Cufflinks.com. Welcome back to Daily DVR Does, the mayor of Kingstown. We are here today to talk about episode four, The Price, directed by Ben Richardson, written by Taylor Sheridan and Hugh Dillon. My name is Axel. With me, of course, course is Heath. We are going to be talking about the episode, but I do want to remind you, you can head over to dvrpodcast.com. You can also write us an email at dvrpodcast at gmail.com. You can also go over to Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash DVR if you want to support our podcast network. Thanks to all our great patrons, Gina and Bill and Andy and all our great friends out there. We love you, but we're here to talk about the great new episode of The Mayor of Kingstown. Heath, we got a format you're going to do, something different today. I can't wait. Let's get into it, baby. Let's do it, baby. Let's do it. Welcome, everyone, to Feed the Bear podcast. I'm still trying to call it Feed the Bear. <laughs> but I'm going to do it. I'm going to add that. I'm going to make it. I'm going to do that this week. Ah, nice. I, you know, that's all I want. I'm done. I'll just listen to you now. I'm done. That's all I want. <laughs> all right. Yeah. No, this week, uh, what, I, what I wanted to do, I, I contacted Axel. I'm like, Axel, I want I have. I have like... I think six or seven questions in the old lost days, Axel and Aaron used to do lost mythos. They would do like, instead of just recapping, they would do like 10 questions about the episode and get into it. So I decided, you know what, this is a good week. We're almost at that. I mean, pretty much next week will be the halfway point, but episode four, we're getting there. And I, I had a lot of questions throughout the episode. I'm like, why don't I just ask Axel and then we can talk about it. So, so I'm ready to go, baby. And then, you know, we'll get through the questions. And then, of course, as we do, we go off on tangents. And I actually, uh, <laughs> last night, real quick, uh, I, I told my wife, I was like, oh, I got to watch Mayor of Easttown so I can get, again, so I can get ready for tomorrow's podcast. So I already <laughs> called it Mayor of Easttown. Can you believe that? I can. Believe that? I can. If Kate Winslow was in this show, I'd be, oh, it'd be like the greatest <laughs> show ever. About, okay that's iris's mom kate winslet is yeah. iris's mom <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right question number one now some of these are i may know think the answers i know but i, I really want to 
go into the mind of Axel Foley on this. Okay, question one, the teaser. We see Milo making coffee, and then he's staring at the land auction newspaper. And that's it. Why, why the use for this particular episode? Why that teaser with Milo, you think? That's a great question, man. Uh, in my mind, when I first, because I almost forgot that this happened, because I was, um, because on the rewatch, I saw it again. It's so short, you never go back to him, right? When right. When, it, when the show started off with him, I was like, oh, wow, this is exciting. We're going to get into him. And then it cuts to the thing, and then you get back into the show. And it's like I didn't even remember that that happened <laughs> until I rewatched it. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. We start off with Milo in the jail cell crinkling up the styrofoam. And my, I remember my wife asked me, she's like, why did he drink styrofoam? <laughs> I was like, no, honey, he was just using that as to to get get the heat and the flame, you know? Um, right. And she's like, oh, okay, I get it. I thought this was a flashback um, initially because I thought that this was going to be a flashback to the impetus behind why they had to go get the money, right? Because that la the land that the money was on was being auctioned and sold. So for us to see this now, I, 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 I guess my, I, my only idea would be that there is a large, there's maybe there's more money out there hidden. Maybe it wasn't just that one spot. Maybe there, maybe he had something to do with that auction that we don't know about yet. Um, or maybe that's why he wants to try to still get this money back from uh, Mike. Maybe there was something that Mitch did, I, I started thinking. Like, maybe Mitch, we're going to get that Mitch flashback we talked about. And mm -hmm. maybe there was something that him and Milo were working on here. But I don't know. I don't have a concrete answer. I'm still... I'm still kind of 50-50 that it may have been a flashback. Yeah, I, that's the first thing I thought it was the flashback. But then I'm thinking, this is just an out there theory. Could it be why he wanted the money? Because the land was, because he wants to buy this new land? That, that that's is, going on yeah. for auction. That might be a little yes. too confusing. But I was like, why? I mean, I just, I get it. They're showing little clips building this Milo Iris storyline. But why in the teaser show this little clip? I'm sure we, you know, we have six more episodes. We'll we'll find out why. But I'm just I was just I was like, okay. And then after watching the episode, I'm like, why was that the teaser? Yeah. Especially if it's a flashback. Yeah. Unless there's something hidden in the newspaper we don't know about. I don't know. Well, so I mean, the second time I looked at it again. And I, I, I paused it on the the newspaper, and I was unable to figure out anything that was different from what they said in the initial episode, right? About, right. hey, the land was going to be sold. We need to move. There's going to be an auction. They even mentioned an auction. So that's why I thought, I don't know, maybe it's a flashback or something. You know, maybe next yeah. episode we're going to get Milo puts his coffee down and Mitch shows up at the prison. 
you know. Or Milo puts his coffee down and he stares at the newspaper again. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just says it just says in text on the screen, "Fuck you, Heath and Axel. We're not telling yeah. you what this is." <laughs> Yeah, I was just, I was just. Yeah, yeah you're the podcasters, assholes. Yeah, <laughs> just watch the damn show. But You'll it was see. great to see him, though, and it made me just like you're saying uh, to to frame it. This is the fourth episode. There's still so much we don't know. We're almost halfway through the season. They really have filled this show. Each episode has a new point of action. And a, a new storyline that needs to be accomplished within that episode. And it takes over the episode, right? Like this right. whole episode is him running around basically telling everyone, calm the fuck down. You're not getting everything, you know, the price as this episode is called. We're not paying this big price. You can't do whatever you want, criminals. Um so that's what we see, and then if, and then the pizza shop thing happens at the end, right? Okay, don't go. Don't, okay. okay, no, okay. I'm just saying. Yeah, I don't want to jump ahead. <laughs> Let's keep the pepperoni. <laughs> Let's get the pepperoni yeah. warm. But I'm starving now. It's just that we're really. I am. I'm happy, and I like that we got this little scene, and we don't know what the hell it means. So I'm not upset that I can't answer your question. I like it. <laughs> Yeah, and, and and you know what? All these questions we may not be able to answer, but it's that's part of the discussion. And then, like the thing is, we don't have to get everything answered every episode to be up to date. I like stuff lingering because you remember in Breaking Bad, they were showing little clips. The one season, spoiler alert, of a crash, right? Parts of a plane or something in the pool. And remember that one thing happened. I don't know if you remember. And they sh would show little yes, clips. Yes, it, of course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't hear you. I was like, does actually even know what Breaking Bad is? Oh, just yeah. kidding. No, I was actually We're just feeding the bear, baby. You know what, man? Just the mere mention of I think Breaking Bad. All of a sudden, I I was laying on that broken down chair with Walt by the pool. <laughs> like as soon as she started, <laughs> the vision was so strong in my head that I was just oh. there in the sun. You were you were there for a few minutes, like a few seconds. I felt that. <laughs> yeah, baby. All right. Next question. Okay. Next question. Well, another F you. Well, F you to me. <laughs> As you know, first episode, I thought uh, Vera was Evelyn Foley. And we finally get Evelyn Foley. Yep. And what an, uh, what an entrance. Um, <laughs> it caught me by surprise. Um, she is the ass assistant district attorney. Uh, and uh, boy. So my question to you is, you know, her and Jeremy, I guess, behind the scenes have a little affair going on. Uh, it's evidently not a first time thing because the way, you know, they talk and stuff oh, yeah, and their relationship. So um, what again, we get we get the weird uh, the teaser that we just talked about. And then, boom, we go right into introducing a new character really quick um did it work for you I, I know it's 2021 and you know seems a little hot you know long legs and stuff and you know it it did what it did and it caught you by surprise um is it was that a proper introduction i i, I guess it's hard to ask the question what, what did you think of 
a, a character, of course, that I've been waiting for because I love the actress uh, from 24. And all of a sudden, boom, there it is. And uh, she's like, I canceled your uh, your CI order, you know, and it was it was <laughs> just like, like I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I don't give a shit. Jesus Christ. Uh, I thought, first of all, I, I just have to say that um, I'm I am a heterosexual man. But beyond that, I just think Jeremy Renner doing it is funny. So I have to admit that he's so because he's so gruff in this show. You know what I mean? And like, it's just the opposite of like, like sexy or anything to me. Right. And he's just running around and every everything's so violent and tough. And then so. Like you say, we cut right to this sex scene, and they're just kind of like, oh, 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 like in the bathroom of all places. Yeah. So it kind of threw me, and I think that's what it was supposed to do. And but it did make me think for a second because I was like, hey, you know, um, we know Iris is on her way. We know that she, as we, her introduction is her using her sexuality, right? Uh, with this older mm -hmm. man, we know that she is, um, a lady of the night. She's working for Milo, but I'd never, I had never, but remember we had even talked about like, Mike just doesn't seem to have that part. He doesn't seem like a sexual being or like even emotional at all. Right. So are open to that. So, to have this introduction here where, oh, wait, he has a relationship with a woman? Like it just kind of, he seemed almost like he just lives in that shack and doesn't really want anyone close to him, even that, like touching him. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So I, I thought it was kind of interesting to break that wall so violently like that but with a character that I at least I had not seen as a, like a sexual being and they're like, Oh, okay. It kind of reminded me. And then we turn around and like you said, it's an actress that I have seen many times before. And I know that she's got to be a part like a bigger part of the show. Then turns out that she's, you know, the assistant DA and that has something to do with how he does his job too. It just kind of what it signaled to me is how much, again, how much we don't know. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, gosh, I didn't even know that he had a, like any kind of relationship. And it's also with the DA. I mean, this has to help him in other ways too. And they have to, yeah. kind of, you know, be involved with the business too. How did they meet? What's the story? Does she know about, she must know about his past. Did she help put him away? You know what I mean? Like what, what, yeah, what there's was so many things. Yeah. yeah. Like did Mitch know about her? Does the mom know? Like, I'm start like Kyle. So it's interesting. They don't even come back to it. Um, but I think it was interesting for not only the plot points, but the character point too, because it kind of made me think, oh, okay, hey, that's right. Mike is a human being. Like he's not just this like, you know, bear running around doing bear things. of East uh, Kingstown. Yeah. <laughs> the um, bear of the bear of Kingstown of East, there we East go. Kingstown, the bear of East Kingstown. Yeah. Cause she even says, um, you know, we can't be seen in public. Yep. So 
So no one, I doubt anyone knows unless there's, you know, someone who knows they got to go somewhere in order to have their rendezvous. So who knows? Um, so, so yeah, so they, they set that up and I'm wondering if it's, you know, if say the last three or four episodes, three episodes, it's heavy Milo Russian stuff and she gets more involved. So, um, yeah, I like that idea though. Like, what what connection to his past as a criminal she might have? Did she put him away? Did she get him out early? Did yeah. she, you know, who knows? So I, I do like that. Um, so we got a great scene, Axel, when um, after uh, Miriam is, you know, she's uh, teaching her class and talks about the South Pass and then basically open the West to resources and really. It seems like the theme here of, of the show of this episode, um, you know, a, a, you know, the dawn of a superpower, and the price was everything and everyone in its way, and and she really talked about like how you know we just had the colonies, but the going you know this South Pass and the Rockies is what opened up the West, and we became this superpower. And it was really interesting. Like I, I was real. I feel like I'm in class. And I'm like, I want talk more, talk yeah. more. So we have that interesting theme, which I'm sure we'll 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 hit as we go along. But the one I want, the scene I want to focus on right now, um, is what the fuck did I do when Miriam <laughs> slaps him, punches or whatever? And you have this tough, tough guy. Like you said, he's had a. He tells Bunny, I, I I've had a. Oh, it's been a long day. And it's only noon. <laughs> he's, you know, he's had sex. He's doing all this stuff. He's, he's running around town, look like he's ready to have a heart attack. Um, but, you know, they talk about how, have you talked to your brother? Yeah, I talked to him every day. What? Well, did he tell you? Tell me what? Then you didn't talk to him. It was just such a nice back and forth. But you saw him come down to like, he, he's not like maybe a Tony Soprano would have slapped his mom back or something like there's that line there, which I like It keeps him at bay with his mom. But, um, so basically in a nutshell, she wants Mike to tell Kyle to take this job and get out of Kingstown pretty much. So we have the scene with Kyle and, and Mike drinking beers. And he's talking about this, this new job that, you know, it would be 70 grand. It would be a town of 10,000 people and, you know, the whole, the whole thing. But to me, Mike doesn't really lead him towards, dude, just take the job. This would be good for your family. Um, but it was like, Axel, did Kyle want Mike to talk him into it? Even though Kyle's like, I don't think I'm ready. I'm blah, blah, blah. I'm just I'm just wondering, did he want his brother to talk him into it? And why didn't Mike talk him into it? It's a good question, because like you're saying, the mom seems to think that this job will be safer for Kyle, mainly because he'll be away from Mike and all the dealings of Kingstown. Right. But then when Kyle and Mike have the conversation they're talking about it more like cops, like people who know 
that side of things. Not The mom is kind of an outsider, right? Because she views all of that stuff kind of on it. That's a, like not her purview. She's, she's an intellectual. She's thinking about things on kind of like a higher level. And they're talking about the gritty, you know, everyday stuff. Hey, you know, there's going to be a lot of people right. there. They're, you know, the kind of people you're dealing with are actually going to be tougher than the people we're dealing with. There's a lot more gunfire. There's a lot like he actually seems to be. I The feeling I got was like what you're saying. I feel like Kyle was really looking at his older brother to guide him and to say to him, I think Kyle wanted him to say, don't take the job. Because mm. he wants his brother to love him. And they just lost Mitch, too, right? So right. there's like a... And I think there's a lot going on because I think Mike actually seems to be more concerned that if Kyle's away from him, he can't protect him as much. Bingo. Ding, 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 yeah. ding, ding, And the ding. mom is like, you can't protect him. You're going to get him killed. Right. And that's the main, right. that's where him and mom are at odds. But where Kyle and Mike are at odds is I feel like Kyle wants his older brother to want him, but Mike wants to protect him. And so he keeps on talking about this other job as if it's actually more dangerous. Yeah. You know, which made more me because they're more organized. Yeah, and yeah. More exactly. He kept on saying, he's like, you're running with the big boys there. That's not just a couple, you know, that's not the townies. Like we have, to, you know, like, yeah, it, they won't be able to control the playing field. Like it's controlled yeah, now. Exactly. Like it's like you have it, you know, even though Kingstown is a shit town, they have control for most things and they, they set the tone and they run it. He's when the you mayor. Go up there. You're just, yeah, he's the mayor. Oh my God, he's the mayor. Yep, <laughs> and he's nothing. Yeah. you know, it's big fish, small pond, or or small fish, big pond, right? Or big fish, big pond, <laughs> whatever you want to say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the little pond. But I think it really is about fish. brothers, though, right? It's about family, and and they all. I mean, they're all so in our timeline here. I think we're still like only like a week out from Mitch getting popped, right? A little bit longer yeah. than that? Maybe. I mean, it's, yeah, it's so, relatively a small time. There's still a warning, man, you know, like, and that's a big decision. He found out his wife is pregnant and, you know, and that's another yeah. thing is they never even mention that, do they? They do a little bit. I think right at the beginning of the conversation, maybe. But they don't and then, really but, talk about it. But they don't get into it. Yeah. No, 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 no. They mention it like, okay, but it's like, we're two bros. We're not going to talk about it almost. Yeah. Um, but uh, I do like when, well, I'm, you know, I'm going to hit that. The, the one thing I'm going to piggyback off you is what, what I love about the scene, because, you know, in normal scenes, you're expecting, you're expecting, I was, I guess initially I was expecting Kyle to be like, man, I got this great job. I'm going to take it. Mike, what do you think? Please. I want your blessing. And it wasn't that. And it was two brothers having 
like you said, as cops having a conversation. And it was an interesting one. It wasn't one-sided. You know, they may have different motivations, but they kind of, you know, it, it was, it was well-written and I really enjoyed cause it's not what I expected. Even though I was like, Mike, come on, you got to get your brother out of Kingstown. Cause Mike's been talking about Wyoming and leaving. Yeah. But, but so if he's talking about leaving, I would assume it's okay for his brother to talk about leaving, but it's just not that probably that maybe that job, maybe he's really just like, you know, this, this, yeah, it's 70 grand versus 45, but, but it's just like, eh, you know, so it, and they need each other. And it, it, it so you might be right too. That's the thing is we don't, you know what I mean? I don't know. It seems to me that Kyle would definitely be in the line of fire in Kingstown because he's so close to everything that's happening. And every time something happens, he's a part of the unit that's taking care. You know what I mean? He's getting a lot mm-hmm. of action, but who knows about this other place he's going to, but I think you're right. A lot of it is the, on the emotional level, you know, mm. where it's like, yeah, you know, he wants his brother near him. They just lost their other brother, you know, and, and there's another thing too, which is, I don't think it hurts as, as, uh, Mike says when he's talking later in the episode to Carlos, he says, uh, everyone's my backup. I got the biggest gang in town on yeah, my side, yep. the police. And his brother <laughs> is part of that gang. So right, it's complicated, yeah. you know, but it, it, is. it was it an is. interesting scene. You're right. I, I really like the way, and that's what's great. That's what I do appreciate about this show is it's like, it's wire-like in, they're not, Every scene is not, it's not like you could say, okay, this is the perfunctory scene where Mike goes against his mom or whatever. You know what I mean? That's not what happens. What happens is that we get a deeper scene that we have to analyze. Yeah, and a conversation between two brothers who are on the front lines in Kingstown where the mom, yeah, she knows things, but she doesn't know everything about the day to day. I mean, she, she, she's lived it with her husband and her kids, but it it almost seems like whether, I mean, she doesn't know every detail of what's going on and probably doesn't even know the dynamic of the two of them so much. Yeah. You're his older brother. You need to go talk to him. But like the conversation they have, you could tell that's not a conversation the way they speak to each other. I just feel like that's their own. And my, I don't know. And you know how moms don't know everything. I mean, Miriam is smart and I think she knows more than, um, you know, what she lets on. She knows a lot, but she doesn't know everything. And it it was good to see the two of them kind of hash it out as brothers and not bring up mom. Mom wants me to do, you know, mom, what? No, had nothing to do with mom. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, so, but it was cool the way, he approaches and he scares his Kyle because he, you know, he, he comes from behind. He goes, Jesus, you're like a Vietnam vet. And this, and which brought me to a kind of a fun question. It may, it may be stupid. I just felt like that scene where he gets him from behind, the bear comes back, licking the fake bear and all that. Are, are we destined to have 
you know, this, the, the, the season seems to be over and Mike's chilling at his cabin and someone goes to kill him, but the bear backs him up. (laughs) (laughs) I I thought you were going to say the bear kills Mike. (laughs) Well, you know, I, I did think of that a little bit. Um, but I just feel like they're setting up the cabin a little bit, but they could be just again, um, over maybe overthinking Mm. it. I mean, it might be a little cheesy if the bear like kills a Russian while he's trying to kill Mike or something, you know, you know what, man, it's more a metaphor. I think solo, you are really making me think because you're mentioning breaking bad. You're mentioning the, um, how Miriam keeps on having these amazing lessons about this is how slavery started. One guy sold out some of his people, right? And then mm-hmm. it became bigger and bigger. Hey, this is how America started. One person opened up a path to the West, and then we sucked as much resources as we could out of that part to feed the other part, right? And what she's mm-hmm. really talking about is power dynamics and perhaps what we're seeing in the show. Are we watching Mike? Is Mike breaking bad? Are we watching a show where we're going to see this guy get thrust into this situation and then start making increasingly bad decisions? Like, for instance, in this episode, again, we were ta- I was talking last episode about how he seems to have like, you know, he's like bipolar, manic, depressive, right? Like, and this is another manic episode where he's running around, running around, doing everything. Right. And he's also acting tough again, right? He's telling Ed, let's knock, let's teach them a lesson. Let them remember who the boss is, you know? Yeah, make them feel like how it used to be. Exactly. And then they go and they beat up the two Muslim guys in in their cell, right? And I guess, and then they're, you know, they got them in the shower and everything. Is that the right, are we seeing, what's Mike really doing here? You know what I mean? Like, if we were to plot it out, there doesn't seem to really be a, is he really helping people? So, as this show progresses, I'm starting to think, maybe you're right. Maybe they are setting up that, like, you know, he's going to be attacked here. The focus is going to become more on him, where he's not this neutral person anymore, Right, like Mitch was kind of a neutral wheeler and dealer. Yeah, smile. <clears throat> let the machine keep yeah. oil the machine. Let it keep oil. It almost seems Mike is trying to break it, but he might end break up what's going on together. In order to break it, he's trying to control it first, and once he has well, yes. control of it, maybe he's going to start pulling the levers, and he's going to like that power. You know what I mean? And he'll yeah. end up being a boss in some way. Because well, because they, they talk about with Carlos, yep. with him running the yard. Exactly. And, and he goes, oh, that's different inside than out here. Nah. And Carlos is like, eh, nah, nah. Did a little De Niro mm-hmm. and Goodfellas. Nah, 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 nah. You were out of line. Exactly, uh, bro. See, yeah, know, I think we're really hitting on something there, man, which is that it it that this is this might be what we're seeing here, where we keep on getting those memories of Mike used to be a shot caller. He used to be a baller. He used to have a rabbit in a hat and he'd call her. <laughs> nice, um, nice. That was a good nice. one, right? Um, I like that. But, I mean, he is kind of short, too, right? He wants to be a little bit taller. Uh, but 
it's it really is setting that up. And the Milo thing too. Um, when you throw that in there to have this mysterious guy in power in the background, the money is still a question that has not been solved, right? He still wants it. You know, we could be heading for a, a yeah, I think Mike has to stand up and do that, you know? Yeah, I think I think it's setting up where he the thing with Milo is definitely the crescendo, I believe, of the season. And they're slowly building that up. And all these pieces are moving. And that's why I think it's it's just like little pieces, little pieces, and then it's just probably gonna blow up. Um it's definitely going to be interesting. So I got a, a fun little question for you that you could probably answer in two or three words. So does soap really counteraffect the pepper spray? <laughs> I have no idea. I've never okay, been pepper okay. sprayed. Okay. Okay. You want to try? We could try it over the Zoom. <laughs> I will All say right. one thing that is, is, uh, is uh, not so funny as I'm laughing. I do know someone that was pepper sprayed and they were bald and it, it it can if it gets on your skin you can have a rash for like months oh wow yeah like that's some really strong stuff so whenever i see someone pepper sprayed a lot of people always think oh it's no you know it burns your eyes a little no it is like you can have marks on your skin and face and eyes for months afterwards wow yeah it's very strong stuff man there's a reason why it 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 works, you know, like uh so that's my pepper spray story. Okay, awesome. So <laughs> let's let's touch upon the Mike's um rampage, his tour of meeting with everyone. Yes. Um the big thing is everyone's asking, like we mentioned before, everyone's asking already. It's, it, it's hasn't, yeah, because he actually says it's, it hasn't even been a week since Kenny, Kenny was put in the ground. So we know time has passed then, um, probably about a week since the Kenny death. Uh, so that, Which was still less than a week after my, Mitch does. So it's only been, yeah, so been, it's only like been less a, than a month. Oh, yeah, no, I world. feel like it's yeah. been two to three weeks. Yeah. Um, so, the bunny one, it's funny. Bunny calls him and it's like, you near White Castle? Because, of course, Bunny's already <laughs> asking. Um, he wants some candy sent over. And that begins the – and then, he, I mean, the way Mike sh- – I mean, he's already – he hasn't even gone to meet everyone yet, and he's already squealing tires. So he's already had a long day. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's funny. He meets with Bunny, Duke, or he calls him Pete. Um, now is Pete? I, I, do, do we have a clearer thing if he's linked with Milo or it's his own separate? Because it, it, is is he Russian? Do we know yet? My it, understanding was that that's the, he, uh, what it, what else did they call him? The Godfather or something? Right? He he had a name too. Last episode, they called well, Duke. They the he's Duke. called Duke. Right? Yeah, Duke. Duke. Yeah. Okay. So he calls him Pete. I guess from the old, they know each other from the old days. Um, I I was under the impression that he was Russian. Okay. Yeah. I was under the impression that he was running things while Milo was in the can. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what I got too. And I'm hopefully, I believe so. Um, 
It's just it's funny how they haven't mentioned Milo in their conversations, I don't think. Um, but and then of course uh meets with Carlos. Um he has him uh they pick him up on a warrant uh for child support. Uh, and of course, uh Mike throws down some plastic and pays for it. We'll get to that part. Um, I think the bunny one, I love the gin and juice by Snoop Dogg. So I think near the <laughs> Yep. I love that. that brought it back. That was nice. So it's almost like there, there's like three different types of requests going on. Um, the bunny one is just simply, hey, I need, I need candy sent over, but it's not too hostile, but you know. Yeah. Mike is just kind of like, okay, so we know their relationship. The Duke, the, okay, let's go to the Duke one. The Duke one's interesting because he throws a trash can and basically, because he's like, I want to be at the front of the line. I need to see you now. So that just pushes Mike's buttons. So at first, I first, I get it why I, I'm like, how does Duke not like punch him or have his boys take him out? I mean, that's a big thing to throw a trash can through the office. You know, he's got glass behind his ear and all that. But then, you know, he mentions, you know, how I could have SWAT here and, and your shit would be done. And so I guess that's why. But like, you think he went a little too far with the trash can accent? I, I do. I do. And yeah. I think that that is an example of maybe we're seeing the temper and the attitude that's going to push Mike to break bad or to lose control. And already he's not making great decisions. I think another thing we need to remember, and or I just remembered, I should say, is just what Carlos said. He had a line where he said, and I wrote it down because it was so good. I remember when you ran the yard for those pecker woods back in the day when there was enough white to make a difference. So. Right. The Russians are, oh, that's the thing is, I always thought that it was like white supremacists, like black guys, Mexican, like the way prison breaks down by race, mm -hmm. the white guys are usually the KKK, like those white supremacists. In this case, they seem to be the Russians, who also have a bit of white supremacy in them too, right? But right. it seems they, they're the weakest ones. So they have, yeah, because he says that like they're outnumbered 10 yeah, to 1 or exactly. something. Exactly. Right? So that's a reason why Mike can, maybe Mike thinks you're the weakest motherfucker and you're the only one calling me, telling me you should be at the head of the line. I'm going to be the hardest on you. So I'm going to throw a fucking cash. I'm going to throw a, a trash can through the window and I'm going to really show you because he was also being a little gruff last time we saw him as well, you know, with Mike. So I right. think that maybe that has something to do with it. I think it could be a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was a little too, but it was, it was damn cool because I didn't expect it. Um. <laughs> the little piece of glass behind his ear as he walked. That away. was awesome. That that little yeah. subtlety, yep. I wonder if that was the actor doing it or, you know, it, like when you see moments like that, it was just, and he's disgusted, but he knows his hands are tied. But yet, could that be setting up, a, you know, yeah. I don't know. I, it, and that's the great thing about the show. You don't know which way it's going to go. Uh -huh. and, and they give you the option like, okay, this happened. 
would he, will he get the message, work with Mike and want to get things good? Or he's just like, okay, this is disrespectful. Your time's coming. Like it's, it's that kind of thing. And hey, um, man, you know how it is whenever there's there, you know, I know when we learn about history and everything, we talk, talk about like power vacuums, right? And there was right. a power vacuum when Mitch got hit, but only for a second, Mike stepped right in. But that doesn't mean that there aren't people outside. Us as viewers are like, we love Mike. It's Jeremy Renner. But within the context of this show, the other characters might be like, fuck Mike. Mitch was the man. Like, right, I'm not going to take right. orders from Look what Mike's doing now. You know, so you're right, Heath. We're watching him do these things and in these intimidation tactics, violence, retribution. Is this what is he what is this really leading up to? Because it does not seem as though things were this frenetic, frantic, and crazy, frankly, when Mitch was running shit. Right. It seemed like they just hung yeah. out in the office and there was a bunch of people sitting in the office. And hey, when he was there, one they have that little conversation um about hey, there's nobody in the nobody sitting out there right now. And when we first got there, they, the whole place was so crowded, Alberto couldn't even get in. Right. Right. And so, that's actually that's very interesting. Very interesting because Iris is the only one that seems to be there yep. for two days. There's no one lining up. That that I think that little clue says so much. Because mm-hmm. you never know. The Rebecca is, is saying, like, we got to pay the bills. Is this going to pay you, right? Like, Rebecca's great. Yeah, she oh, is great. She, that scene where she questions if I light a match to your cup of coffee with yeah. you know is it gonna explode or, or go on fire and that was but so like, weak sh- too the way he's like don't fucking ask what's in my coffee and she's kind of like don't play games with me we're a team yeah. here like i'm not telling you i'm not saying what's in your coffee because i'm your mommy i'm saying it because we're running a fucking business here and you have to make decisions that could get us both killed your brother was shot dead in this very room yeah. You know, like, yeah. this, you got to take this seriously, Mike. So I think she, I really like her too. And I know we're probably going to talk a little bit of, I know you want to talk about Iris at some point, her little interaction. That's coming with next. Iris. That's coming next, babe. Yeah. Same. But the other I thing, just want to make one comment real quick. Hit me. You notice how he's, yeah. <laughs> hit me, baby, one more time. Uh, you notice how he's covering the safe now? Yep. Where yeah. Mitch left it wide open. I just thought that was interesting. That wall still looks so shitty. <laughs> I know. Those guys, you know. I wonder, too, okay. like, because when we're on the other, there's like a little hallway, I guess. You're, I'm kind of wondering what is on the other side of the safe. I don't know. I, I want to see a little bit more of a plan of a layout of that room. <laughs> well, I'm sure they'll come out with the book, the, the Blueprints of Kingstown. There you go. Oh. All right. Let's get to Iris. This is my one of my bigger questions for you. Iris of course, has been making her way from New York to Kingstown. We see little bits and pieces, her on the phone a few episodes ago, her at the airport. I expected Iris to be more of a plant mm-hmm. and, and work her way, try to work her way into Mike's life somehow. Yeah, I didn't, I was thrown off when she's like, Milo, Milo sent me to make you happy. 
You want to fuck? Like what? <laughs> like so. Uh, I guess the way they've been setting her up, like, oh, she's on her way. She's on her way. Mm-hmm. And it just like felt, I'm like, wait a minute. So she's blowing her cover already. Was that disappointing to you? Did, did you feel like, wait a minute, what, what's going on here? Or is it more like we think one thing? Oh, okay. There, it, she's laying it out there. And it's it, and almost, I'm like, when she, when, when Mike's like, you'll be dead in a year. And really gets to her. Was she really crying emotionally, or is that is that just a ruse? Where she's a lot tougher than we think than Mike thinks. So, what what are some of your feelings about their first interaction? Well, you know what, Solo, I'll tell you what. It reminded me of something my father told me, and I've talked a little bit about. My dad was in his time. Quite, quite, quite a con man. <laughs> quite a con man. <laughs> and uh, I have many stories. And um, my father always told me, if you're going to lie, the first thing you should do is tell the truth. And I didn't yeah. understand that when I was a kid. But as I got older, I understood it very well. And I think that the greatest con you can play is to lay all your cards out on the table. And make it seem as if you're have no power, right? And I think that's what mm-hmm. she's doing. She comes uh. in there looking sweet as a button, right? In her little Sunday dress, you know? From Miami. From, oh, oh, wait, no. no. <laughs> <Miami>. <laughs> um, she already is sweet-talking Rebecca. Can I just tell you how beautiful you are? Thank you. Right, um, right. You know? She says to Mike, she starts crying when Mike talks her down, right? Like it's kind of dressing her down, I should say. And, you know, how old are you, 20 years old? Like you think, get get right. the hell out of here. What are you still doing here? She's crying. Oh, poor Iris. She was sent there to do a job. She can't do it. And what's Milo going to do to her? You know what I mean? So I kind of feel like that's part of the con, like that's ah. what she came to do. She came to lay it all out because Milo said to her, "You can't con Mike. If you you have to do what our friend Sawyer would call the long con, yeah. maybe the long con. You got to go for the long con, and I think that's what she's going for. That is brilliant. Yes, now I see it. I did not. It, I fell for it." I fell for it. But there are a couple of things why I wasn't completely falling for it, even though, like, you're beautiful, like, you're right. Oh, what a sweet girl. Thank you. She, you see a little bit with, like, where, no, where are you originally from? It's none of your business. Like, right there is just a tiny bit of, ooh. And there's a reason why Milo, Milo called her. It wasn't just to make him happy. She's good at what she does. Yep. She can manipulate men. Mm-hmm. And she'd be the one I'd worry about for Mike's demise is I, I could see them finally having sex and then she pulls a knife on him or something, you know? Um, I don't know because it's also, they already set up the dynamic solo of maybe sex is not going to be where they connect, you know? That's a good point. Maybe That's a good point. where they're going to connect is almost father daughter like, you know? Oh, ah, okay. Where, 
she's going to Yeah, ask, so it's not always sex. Jeez. Yeah, I need advice. You know what I mean? Or what am I going to do? Milo told me to do this to come, you know, make you happy, and I'm not making you happy. Now Milo is going to send me here where this guy's going to, who used to beat me or something. You know what I mean? Like, right, right, right. I Maybe think, play on those strings. Yes. This. That's what yeah. I'm thinking. And, and Hey, we did start out the episode with Mike and assistant DA Evelyn Foley. And maybe she knows Milo. I don't know. You know what I'm, I don't know. I'm just, maybe Milo knows yeah. about their relationship and knows that, She's not going to be able to seduce Mike, but she may be able to get to him a different way. You know, I need a place a to stay. Point. Hey, I've got a cabin in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like something like that. Well, yeah. And it, and it almost, I think, too, as the long con, she's feeling it out, too. Who is this guy? And. Most guys, I guess most idiot guys would ever be like, hey, you want to have sex? They'd be like, oh, okay. You know, and, you know, Mike refuses that. And so she's feeling it out, too, I think, mm -hmm. based on the things she's throwing at him. How, you know, she's she's really surveying who this guy is because she's probably great at read because, you know, she made that old man is like in love with her, you know, her Johns, which probably most of them are that certain type. Mike might be a different type. Mike is definitely a different type than probably what she's used to, or maybe, or maybe not. Uh, but majority, I, I would think. And so she's trying to break that wall with him and try to gain his trust. So with the long con, you're right. You're right. You open my eyes to this. She's surveying everything, and she's a lot smarter and a lot tougher than Renner th uh, Mike thinks she is. Yeah, and I think yeah. It might go back to we were talking about that first uh, scene with Rebecca and maybe after seeing Rebecca, she was like, shit, this guy is around an absolutely gorgeous woman all day long and works with her. I'm not really lighting this place up. I'm not the most gorgeous woman in the room right now. So this is not the way, you know, that might, she was kind of scoping it out like Alberto was, you know, she's kind of like, how do I, you know, this isn't, I came in, maybe she did come in there thinking I'm going to tell him some sob story that my brother's in jail or you know what i mean or something like that yeah. you know but then once she saw rebecca she was like wow this is not i have to go a different direction good point you know yeah like, that's not going to work yeah. on mike he's not going to be intimidated by my beauty or whatever and it was kind of interesting the way they showed when they first showed iris and she's nude and she's gorgeous and like walking around then they you know you see her even walking out of the airport and it's like, Oh wow, she looks like a movie star. And then you see her in the room with Rebecca and you're kind of like, wow, Rebecca is like a woman. <laughs> you, know what I mean? like, you know, and that, and I guess for me personally, if I was Mike, yeah, I guess, you know, being in my forties, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that, but I, it's I, like a I, girl Rebecca, versus a woman, you know? Yeah. Rebecca, I would be more towards Rebecca than her. I mean, she just looked like a little kid. And, you know, I guess for older men, weird older men, I guess that's 
their thing or whatever, but she just looks like she could be my daughter. She yes, literally could be exactly. my daughter. Exactly. Her, her and I, yeah. Yeah. So I'm just like, I, you know, I'm glad, you know, you know, I guess it's, I've seen too many movies that it just, I, I assumed, I assumed she would come in, seduce him and Me whatever. Too. But then I was like, you know, but then I'm like, wait a minute after seeing this, I'm like, and after talking with you, of course, we just talked about it. Um, I'm like, Oh yeah, no, that's, that I think the father daughter dynamic might work better. Not the whole, your typical seduction crap. That's, that's what I was worried about. I think I was more worried. They were going to go that route. And I did not want to see that. I wanted to see something different. Yeah. And I think we're getting that. And I, I love your long con thing. So good, good, good. I like that. Follow. Yeah, hey, and I like it too, because that's why I like, I really like this show. Like, I know we are podcasting on it, and sometimes when we start a new show, you know, maybe it's like Alcatraz or something, we try to convince <laughs> ourselves we like it, you know, but right. in this one, I do not have to convince myself. This is a great show, and I hope more people yeah. watch it. I'm glad they're showing it on, uh, they showed it on CBS, and they're also showing it on uh, Paramount Network after they keep on showing a, another like every week now after yellow but, but it's only the pilot though yeah i, I know they keep on showing yeah. it again and again trying to lure people but at least they're doing it you know i mean yellowstone yeah. i love yellowstone this season it's so fun to see taylor sheridan on yellowstone and then remember would like he's great on that show he he cracks me up. Um, did you see last episode of Yellowstone or? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm caught up. Which was it? Two episodes ago when he had that T-shirt that said, "Your girlfriend keeps looking at me." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's such a great character. And Hugh Dillon is on shows up showed up on Yellowstone. I know, I know. So, it is. So did funny. Ed. Ed was on Yellowstone yeah, oh, last week. Yeah, Ed. I mean, we have the Taylor, and then Rebecca. I, I, don't know, I think it might be just one episode. I'm not sure if she's in the series. She's in the like 1883. Oh, the really? prequel to Yellowstone. She's, I noticed um, she's going to be on at least the pilot. That's awesome. So it's like, you know, Taylor Sheridan likes to use his, yep. you know, his actors, but yeah, no, it's funny. Cause Hugh Dillon shows up and I remember I hated, I hated his character in Yellowstone and I love the mayor of Kingstown character, but yet they're similar, but yet, you know, it's, it's like, Oh Yeah. You know, it's funny when you watch because that's Sunday nights. Um, you know, the two I have to see is Yellowstone and Mayor of Kingstown. Uh, so it's yeah, the overlapping <laughs> good is interesting. Stuff, good stuff. Um, Do you feel with Carlos? So did Mike? Did he show up to the dogfighting ring to make it look like he had nothing to do about? So Carlos wouldn't believe he would. He's the one that. Like, cause kind of behind the warrant thing of getting him picked up or is he showing power to Carlos? Like, I, I think it was just up anytime. I think they were just both going after the same guy at the same time. I think that, okay. He, yeah. I mean, I think that when, and I think it's interesting too, because it shows how it showed the dynamic and the power dynamics between Mike and the cops, which is that. When the co the cops use the law when it's convenient to them, and Mike just has to suffer, right? Like mm -hmm. when they want him to crash his fucking car, his brother's car, he goes and does it, and they're like, "Good job, buddy!" And you, you know, the the meth came out the trunk. But then when he comes to them and he says, "Hey, I'm looking for this guy," and they're like, "Oh, there's a warrant out. We got to pick him up, Mike." 
and then they make Mike pay the forty five hundred bucks. You know, the four thousand bucks. So it's it's. Well, they didn't, I don't think they made him. That was his idea to do I, that. I yeah, I understand, but they also could have just like, you know, called Mike on his cell phone before they booked him. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, I see what you're saying. I see. What they're you're not. Saying. They. It's like. He was kind of like, what can I do, Mike? There's a warrant out. I got, hey, I had to, you know what I mean? Like, we picked him up, you know? We pick, Hey, but we got him for you, you know? Well, so, didn't Mike, didn't Mike at, like kind of like, yeah, pick him up? Wasn't he? He did, but I'm just saying that they're not going out of their way to help him. That's my point. Oh, okay. Is gotcha. like, you're right. Okay. They are working together. And he did say, hey, if you pick him up, you know? And then he was kind of like, if we get him first, we got to run him through the thing. So, I mean, I'm just trying to illustrate that it seems as though Mike is always willing to bend over backwards, do what he has to do to get the job done. But the cops are hamstrung. They claim by the law, their procedure, but that procedure Mm -hmm. only exists insofar as they want it to. So I'm, I'm saying that I can see that relationship straining a little bit too right like yeah because like even how he mentions you know the police force there is all my backup mm-hmm. but it's like oh geez uh, is that really? backup yeah. gonna yeah is that backup gonna you know fall falter at some point yep is it all gonna break down that's everyone's why, gonna be yeah. after him that's why i thought that that was interesting there because we're getting caught in that kind of procedure you know like we've talked about before with this show and shows like it where it becomes overly complicated to kind of suck you into the story and i think in this instance what i took from it was why does mike have to pay for that and do all this shit and then go and get him out and all that because they but then when they want something done they just do it so when is the time going to come when Mike needs something from them and they won't do it? Yeah. But he has to do what they want because they're the cops and they need, and he needs their protection. So who's, why do you there, think? You know? Yeah. Why do you think Mike bailed him out? Um, to show that. Uh, to, yeah. I mean, cause it's not really a, a, to get a favor to show the power. What, what, what is, what is your sense of, why not just leave him in there? Because I think he wanted, I think it was showing him power, also giving him a little like, hey, I'm going to give you, you're, you're powerful. Your gang is powerful. So I'm going to give you a little something here. But then I'm telling you, you got to tell these younger folks. And even as Carlos right. said, the younger guys might not go along with this. You know, he, he was kind of cool. That's with Mike, a great right? point. He was like, I yeah. understand where you're coming from. Um, I could swallow my yeah. pride, but these young bucks, it's, eh. like, it's like bringing the white castle to bunny, you know? And I think you, we're starting to see that Mike actually is, maybe he's having like, maybe he's getting along better with bunny and Carlos <laughs> than he is with, do you know what I mean? Like, it seems like they understand each other on a deeper level than do the cops and Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it seems like the connection with Mike and Bunny and Mike and Carlos, they're they're different types of relationships that are I mean, Bunny, they, they know each other for a long time and it's more White Castle, let's have a beer. 
Carlos and Mike have that connection of them both being inside. And it just seems like Carlos, I mean, to me, I think Carlos seems more granted. He didn't pay his alimony and he got picked up, but there's, there's more to Carlos that I'm more afraid of and that there's something else going on psychologically mm-hmm. with the two of them. So that's interesting. So they're really like, ah, oh, it's just, it's just, it's great. Uh, Ah, man. All right. Axel, you brought it up. Let's talk pepperoni pizza. Yeah, this was was weird, man. (laughs) Okay, so the when I watched it the first time, I was a little confused what happened. And then watching it a second time and really focusing, then I figured it out. Like, it was just like, because I'm like, wait a minute, why is the pizza guy acting so nervous? around Kyle and, and you know, he thinks he, and Kyle's wrong about it. Case on right. No, it was a drug deal about to happen. And because he stayed there, both of them will get nervous. And then of course, when Hugh Dillon comes in and then the pizza pizza guy shoots first, that's what I thought was weird. I was like, did the, did the, the loner guy, the druggie pull a gun or what? And then it just realized that, Oh wow, he got it wrong. He wasn't casing the joint. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it was a drug deal, and they, he was holding it up by staying there, which which was interesting. So, um, well, see, I wasn't right. even so sure about that. I was you. So, who you thought that the the loner guy that was buying drugs from the pizza store owner? Yes, that's what I think. Okay. What I thought happened was just a city on the edge, like that this was a metaphor for this city is kind of like losing, losing it, you know, and maybe part of this is Mike taking over that what happened was that meth head or the, you know, the loner, as he's called, was just sitting there because he was just sitting there. He wasn't doing anything. He was just kind of getting out of the, probably out of the night. He was just fucked up and he was just sitting there and he made everybody nervous. He made the pizza store guy nervous. He kept on looking at the cop thinking, when are you going to help? Why aren't you doing anything? I'm about to get robbed. See, I don't think. If you look at the pizza guy's reactions, he seems more not like help me, Kyle. He seems more pissed off at Kyle. Okay, maybe you're right. Maybe you're I mean, right. I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I, at first, what you said, I thought exactly the first time. Watching it again, he just is never like, "Hey, man, like, you know, you know how like if you know the cops there and you know this guy's case and you feel it, that he would be more like." looking at him and he looks at him in disgust. Like it's these expressions is what, and then the fact that he fires first, which he's got to know that's a cop in there. Why would he shoot at the cop? And again, you said city on edge, maybe he just reacted and the poor kid saying, I hate this city. I hate this city. Oh, so. Yeah. I, 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 I think either way, the cops got it wrong, right? Uh, like either, yeah. If 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 the if it was just that the pizza store owner got nervous, and when he saw the kid 
reach into his jacket. He just pulled out his gun and started firing because he had been robbed 50 times before, you know, and was Mm -hmm. sick of it. And he was pissed that the cops weren't doing anything. They were just letting that kid sit there, right? Right. Or it was that, you're right, there's some drug deal that was going on. Um, Whichever it is, to me, it just highlighted that this, like, the city's on edge, you know? That and like the guy says on the ground, right? Like, I hate this city, I hate this city. <laughs> like yeah. that everybody wants to kind of maybe it's a another um why is this scene here? It makes me think, is this an impetus for Kyle to get the fuck out? You know? Yeah, that's a great point. You know what? It, that's a good point because I mean, really, what evidence other than the the stoner feeling uncomfortable, I, I don't know, like it, maybe it's not a drug deal. I just, I, I just, for some reason, the, when I watched it the second time, it felt like, it just felt that way to me. I don't know. It's just, it's because of the pizza owner, the way he looks, like he was disgusted the cop was there, not like, hey, this guy's casing my joint. So I thought, okay, why would he be mad at him then? I think he's just mad. The, why not the pizza owner just say, get the hell out of my shop, stoner? Yeah, I don't or, know. It you was... know, tweaker. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you, Solo. You could read it in different ways. That's why I'm interested yeah. to see next episode what comes out of this. Are they going to get in trouble for killing the pizza owner? Probably. I don't think so because the guy, he's he the one the who shot the other kid, you know? Yeah. Like the yeah. bullet's in him. They've had evidence, right? Um, there's two of them there too. They can cover it up if they needed to. Uh, but I think mainly it might just be like, Hey, Kyle, your wife's pregnant. The town's going up in flames and you got a chance to get the out. Are you going to get out? You know, is this going to set up something between Kyle and Mike and mom? Um, Which, by the way, we didn't mention. I don't think they ever showed that she taught in a university and the the, um, prison, too. Right. This was the first time we saw mom at the university. Right. Oh, that you know, that's a great point, Axel, because we see her going to work in the yeah. prison. She and, and, and then, of course, the fight breaks that out. Riot. And that was really that cool. Was to sh- yeah. Yeah. The riot. Um, Again, city it, on it edge. Yes. Yeah, city on edge. And it was interesting to show how she comes to work. She, I'm guessing she's, I guess, a professor at the university and then she does pro bono yeah. at the prison or whatever. Yep. Um, you know, that's a great point because it didn't really hit me. Like. Oh yeah, it's a university. I guess she's teaching at a university. That's another good point. Yeah, I just, I, you know, I'm sorry. I keep going back to this pizza shop. Like, I guess because he's like, there usually is a second guy if he's casing it. It just didn't feel like the kid was casing it. Yeah, it felt I, like he'd been there before. I don't know. I, I, I just felt like there's something. Maybe we'll find maybe, out solo in the yeah, next we'll episode. They'll be at the scene, <laughs> and then that guy'll say, "This meth head had been coming in. The pizza store owner hated him." You know what I mean? Like right, right, or, right. Or they'll talk about, or you'll like you say, "We found a bunch of heroin underneath the desk. The pizza guy was dealing." You know, but yeah. I think regardless, it's you know just another more yeah. evidence that this is not like. Kyle is well, not that safe here in Kingstown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and his read, I mean, and, and, and it'll be interesting to see if his read was right or wrong. Yeah. 
Was he reading the cases right? There wasn't a second guy. Other people came in. What well, I mean, is that the fact too? Like, you want to go up to these organized people up and you can't even read a simple situation in Kingstown? Mm, so That's good too. You're right. That's a great point because that might make him question his cop skills, you know? Yeah. I mean, so, yeah. um, well, I guess we'll see. I guess we will. Um, I think that's it, I baby. Think, yeah, I think that's all the the questions I had for you. Uh, we covered pretty much everything. This was awesome. I um, love this format. Yeah, it was nice. It was Very a good change good. of pace. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, a lot. it's I get, it's kind of based on two. Um, yeah, I like it than just recapping. You know, because you yeah. try to find what's going on. I like tackling the questions, and then while we answer the questions, we kind of, in a sense, recap it as well. So it's a you know, it's a nice little, nice little thing. I dig it, man. All right. Well, it's been a great episode. We appreciate everybody listening. You can head on over to DVRpodcast.com. Also, hey, write us a review. We got a couple reviews um, on the iTunes, but no, we got we need some written ones there. That'll help us out. Get the word out on this show. Want to get more people watching it. I mean, I'm really enjoying it. Like we said, I'm glad that they're... They're, they're trying to push it on Paramount Network and even showing it. I think they, like I said, somebody said they showed like an edited version on CBS, right? Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. So um, that's cool. Get people to come and watch it on Paramount Plus, the plus. And uh, yeah, if you want to come support us at uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash DVR. And also every episode we got to mention, don't forget, baby. There's some murders here in Kingstown, but there's a murder in Star City that's coming out soon, baby. We're always in anticipation of the Star City murders <laughs> here at the DVR Podcast Network. Yes. Yes, we are, baby. That's 2022, cool. baby. Yeah. Star City murders. Oh, hey, I want to give also a, a shout out. I was on Dissecting Dexter last week oh, nice. with Gareth. And, uh, Our boy Gareth. Yeah, if you're watching Dexter... Please uh, go over, subscribe to Dissecting Dexter, because Gareth puts together an amazing podcast. Ding, and, ding, ding, yeah, ding, ding. We love Gareth. And our friend Mike at One Mike on YouTube is also is also covering covering Dexter as well. So a lot of, a lot nice. of Dexter. And uh, but I remember one Mike and I we covered that the um, the Marvel shows, but we're not doing Hawkeye. But hey, did you see the first episode of Hawkeye before we leave? The first couple eps? What do you think? No, I, I haven't. Ooh, I haven't fun. watched it yet. You're going to love it. Dude, yeah. it's like Die Hard, the Marvel series. Nice. Yeah, no, I, I, it's Renner. I like the, yeah. I like Hawkeye. Um, I, you know, I haven't watched WandaVision or Winter Soldier. I just, you know, I haven't watched the 89 Marvel shows that are on Netflix. Like, I, <laughs> you know, I just been so behind on that i haven't seen shaolin i haven't you know so there's different uh or i think it's called shaolin i passed on a, maybe not shaolin i passed a defense uh self-defense academy called shaolin yesterday i think that's what i'm thinking oh um, shang chi shang chi yes yeah. shang chi um yeah. but, well there's a lot of hawkeye stuff. i'm gonna jump in yeah i'm gonna jump in on the hawkeye um i always have to wait i i go Hawkman, no, that's DC. Hawkeye, no, that's Mash. Mash is Hawkeye. Oh, no, it is Hawkeye. It is, it is Hawkeye. 
Somebody said that on our Facebook group, which you can join the Daily DVR Facebook group. They're like, the only Hawkeye I know is on MASH. <laughs> That's okay. All right, let's get out of here. We're just chatting now. We love to chat. All right. We'll see you all next week. Thanks for listening. Peace out. Peace out. All right, baby.